Good afternoon, everyone. I'm John Sullivan. I'm an account director here at uh, Good Talent Media, and I'm joined by Tony Nichols, CEO and founder. Good afternoon, Tony. Good afternoon, John Sullivan. And today we're talking about media relations. And what does that mean for you, Tony? What are the missed opportunities around that for so many organizations? I think it's a semantics game. Yeah. And when I think media relations, I think big organizations, they get a lot of inquiries all year. We call it reactive. It's inbound. Yeah. They don't know what to do with it. No. To the point where they ignore it. Or they're scared. Everyone's scared. I'm scared sitting here, aren't you? Yeah, totally. (laughs) I'm on my game, as they say. Yeah, 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 but but you're right. So I think of the big, like, you know, we we have done some work with globals over the years, like the big ones, the big national ones, and we talk to them about getting into the media, and that's kind of no big deal to them because they can do a lot of that. They're in demand. But what's the opportunity cost? What are you missing if you're not handling this inbound well? That's what I'd like to explore with you. Well, exactly right. And as a journalist, if you reach out to an organization and you're after a case study or a quote and you get nothing back, you're not going to go there again either. So you're almost closing the doors to potentially, you know, local journalists within your region. I mean, that that would be the real bad thing to do because you need great relationships with local and regional journalists. But obviously those national ones as well, if they if they reach out to you and you've got an opportunity to tell your story, control the story, and you don't take it, that just seems such a waste. It's a huge waste. I think we could surmise why they waste the opportunity. Okay, media inquiry comes in. They don't know how to answer it. It's a too hard basket. Oh, yeah. We can't talk about that right now. That journal shafted us last time. Mm. Could be. We'll wait till our annual report's completed. Yeah. Boss doesn't. Your <laughs> report's completed. <laughs> we better manage our social calendar posted for the next week. Yeah. It's all that kind of stuff. So uh, we laugh because I think it's funny. Yeah. Because the, the annual reports, it's, it's the cool thing you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, if you're waiting for a good annual report to get lots of media, like you, I feel sorry for you, like because things could move a lot faster. Mm. And for the leaders and the owners and the CEOs out there, you know what it costs to produce the annual report. Yeah, for staff, time, and just the publication of it, it's a lot of money. Yeah, but like if you actually had been responding to some of these inbound reactive media inquiries that you ignored, you could have got even more exposure for yeah. none of that cost. Yeah, another one you'll get is oh yeah, we're doing a launch on that in August. Why can't you just be nimble and bring that forward and maximize the opportunity? Now, it's, I suppose, some people live in diaries and think that that's the way that the world and, and journalists work, but we know they don't. They come in in the morning under massive pressure from an editor to say, hey, get a story on that. Yeah. And there's not enough spontaneity and not enough excitement, is there? It's almost like paralysis, fear. That's what we're dealing with. Yeah. We're dealing with fear and control, I think. And it comes from the top. Oh, it does. It does come from the CEOs and chairs and the like. And it's like, okay, this is how we're going to roll. Because the thing with earned media is you're not controlling every sentence, every word of the copy. I was just going to say that every, every day the CEO gets a media clip inspired for the organization that day. And if there's anything in there that's slightly erroneous or off message, it's perceived as some kind of massive failure. And it's not really because at the end of the day, as long as you're out there and, and people can, can make some interpretations and interactions and engage with your organization, then I think you're winning. But, but you're right, there's such a, such a control around unless the message is articulated in a certain way. People can't handle it. Yeah. We've lived that as journos. We live that now as PR people helping for-purpose organisations. You're so right. But I think, and I can test all of you. I want you all to email and phone. I want to disagree with all of you. Yeah. Because when dealing with the media, it's an evolving narrative. Today's story might be 70% of what you would have preferred. But we can keep building on that and it can get better and better. Yeah, we know that it's a snapshot. It's a moment in time. And I think some people think that once something's out there, it's permanent. But we know that it's kind of ephemeral. It's just... If it's a broadcast, it's gone. If it is a, a permanent uh, you know, newspaper, as it were, or a digital you know, footprint, well, yes, but 
there's always an opportunity to go and retell the story. Things are constantly being reframed. You're laughing. Well, what have I said that's made you laugh? I'm thinking about some of our banter oh. earlier today. Oh, yeah. The annual report got me, John, because I think that's so sad. You know, I have asked you, you've got an annual reports in your bio. I want you to tell Yeah. I, I just don't think it's exciting for clients. No, it, it's not. It's not exciting for me. I just put it in there to try and prove that I've done some stuff that was kind of half decent, but I guess no one cares really. And um, it's, yeah, it'll be gone. Yeah. It'll be gone. Well, maybe, you know, the topic of this podcast potentially could be delete the annual report. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you're not going to delete it. No, because I think it's like a requirement by law to do Okay, that, so you've got to have yeah. one, but... Um, but don't make it the centerpiece of your communications plan. It can't be. No. What can we say? The annual report is, is likely not to be media worthy. Highly likely to be. I mean, there might be some trends and, and data that helps a story. Yeah. People don't sit down and think, what are the great stories we could tell this next 12 months or the, the last 12 months? Yeah. yeah. Lots of things I don't like about an annual report. You only get one. There's a point of year. It's a big problem for your profile. Yeah. If you're only doing one thing in the year, yeah. you're dead in the water when it comes to growing your brand. And they all come out at the same time, basically. So you've got massive competition anyway. But the thing with it is there's probably 300 stories in that annual report. Yeah. You think you want the media to run all that? They're not going to. No, it's not so, digestible, is it? It's too, it's too, yeah. you know, like if you send a journalist anything, there's too much, to, unless they're like investigative people, they've got a the mandate to spend time on stuff. They're not going to be able to turn that around. Yeah, yeah. And we've done this before. We've done podcasts straight to the comms people out there who are dealing with CEOs and leaders who don't get media. Oh, yeah. And look, we've got a lot of good CEOs and leaders who do get media. And they're also great yeah, to work with. Exactly. I think the broad message here, multi-layered message is, you've got this opportunity to really grow your profile, but I think you've got to be a bit organic with it. Yeah. You've got to run with it. You've got to be flexible. You're not going to control all the outcomes. No. But for zero dollars, that's the bit that excites me. Mm. In a climate where people are tight with money, yeah. for zero dollars, what can it, what would a media profile do for your organization? Yeah, that's what excites me. I think I think if you're a comms team and you're trying to plan next year, I think the first thing you should do is work out well, what are the great stories we've got to tell. They do it the other way though. They'll say we've got the annual report, then we've got to get this magazine publication by then and all this kind of stuff. And that kills creativity and I think it kills people's endeavor and, and excitement. And we I don't like to see that because some these comms people are brilliant people. They get hired for their creativity, but then they're getting killed by, by, by sort of the set piece activity. The set piece, you got the newsletter. Yeah. So you got the pre-scheduled social. Yeah. You got the direct email, whatever you call them, EDMs. Yeah. You got to raise funds. Yeah. You got the annual report. I'm, I'm missing something. That's uh, pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, that's a lot of work already. Yeah. Notwithstanding some of the other stuff that will be there. Yeah. And then you've got probably 47 or at least four layers of approvals and checks. Yeah, and definitely. Management by committee to do all of that. Exactly. And surprise, surprise. Yeah. No one knows about you. Yeah. By the end, you, you've got something awful that no one cares about, including you. Oh, dear me. It's. I find it sad. I do. And it's a values thing as well, right? When we, as consultants, share values with an organisation, as in we go get us, make it happen, people, we can move very quickly and grow brains. Yeah. When we get the values clash, we can't. Yeah. Because we just don't connect. Well, when the energy is right and there's a values match, maybe three phone calls, you can be in the news talking about things that matter to you and your stakeholders in your organisation. Yeah. But when it, when it's not like that, it can be, well, we know barriers, barriers, barriers. And I'll maybe leave on this. Whilst you have this big program that you totally control and we're for-purpose, not-for-profit peak bodies, let's not forget the end game is your participants or your members. Yeah. What is the opportunity cost to them because you're not getting out of your comfort zone doing something that you're scared of? If you get away from the CEO and the comms team in this program, yeah. who's suffering for you not having the balls to get moving faster? Well, it's the people that you care most about, and, and that's the irony. Is that a bit too strong? We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, we will. Okay, so just to wrap things up, 
I guess we're sharing some genuine frustration here. Yeah, of course we are, yeah. because we've dealt with this for the last 12, 15 months, and we yeah. know we, we see the people that, that get on board and those that miss out, and we, yeah. I guess we're saying, hey, we're here to help. It always shocks us, you know, and I, and I, for when we don't engage, mm. I genuinely go, you know what, you are missing out. Yeah. Like you are. And, but not everyone's ready for it either. No. I, I get that. It's a bit of an evolution. And, and you and I share with, just with each other how we're getting more comfortable to feel not in control, feeling more comfortable just being creative and letting things evolve. And I think that's a similar thing with organisations that don't get PR. There is a sense of not having control, but you're missing the magic. And you haven't got control anyway. It's just a complete illusion, basically. You know, you just got to literally do your, do, do your stuff, be positive and see what happens. Yeah. Who would you be if you weren't scared? Yeah, that's a great question. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Tony. If you're inspired to increase your profile and strengthen your brand, a Good Talent Media story creation meeting could be a great place to start. You'll meet some of our key team members and do a deep dive into your brand's possibilities. We'll give you tools and strategies to implement straight away. Email info at goodtalent.com.au with the title Story Creation to get yours today.